0: Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb Dad listeners. Uh, once again, it's Saturday, and I'm sitting with Dr. Alexandrati and my other friend and colleague, Dr. Daniel Rockers. And today, before we started the show, we were talking about how many uh, things that we have in our plate we want to do, specifically things we love, like reading books. And then um, just thinking about all these lovely things that you want to do, but you don't have time, or you don't get to finish. So um, this is the topic of our discussion and conversation. And I would like to have my colleagues and my friends to chime in, and we start the conversation. I just to start from myself. Um, I was just sharing that I love reading books, and especially poetry. And I have all these different books that I order and almost, uh, every week, uh, there's a book coming to me because I just love to read them. I started reading and I probably get to page 40 and 50 and I start thinking, Oh, you know, I don't have time. So I got the gist of it. So I better go to my other book that's sitting for me. And this has been, uh, Pretty much uh, the trend uh, within these years of working and getting busy. um, You want to just get to things you want to do, but you don't get to complete it. So I just wanted to share with you guys.
1: Yeah, I can definitely relate to that idea of purchasing books or finding books or swapping books and just adding them to the pile of things that I eventually want to read. And so uh, I was sharing a moment ago, I think I have. I have books that I carry in my briefcase, I have books on my nightstand, I have books on my side table, I have books on my dining room table, I have another pile of books that I put to the side that I'm going to get, and that's excluding my bookshelf. And so I have all these grand ideas of things that are interesting and that I want to read yet I may be reading a piece of all of them. And then I've also mentioned too before uh, on the show, um, uh, I read comics as well. So then I'm reading those and I I usually have an abundance of those uh, that I need to read as well as ones that I'm reading. And I'm just thinking as I was reflecting on all the the things that I'm not doing, You know, also too, the, the things that I am doing. And there are times when I find myself reading level that I... And I'm engaged in the way I want to be. And so I guess that was the thing that uh, I was wondering for the both of you. And definitely, Dan, want to hear about your pile of books as well. Um, you know, how do we pull the trigger? Because I, I don't always anticipate that I want to do, but then I find myself doing it and glad that I did it. So I, I don't know how I can, how I get to that point. It's like, oh, I finally read that book or oh, I finally read that comic and it, versus other things. I will just build and pile up
2: Alex, did you say you wanted to hear about my pile of books? Yeah, I want to hear about your
1: pile of books. Yeah. Unless you don't have them and you've read everything. You've read everything once you got it. I (laughs) think.
2: Oh, yeah. I complete everything I start. I only start (laughs) things I can't complete. Of course, that's how it goes. Now, I was like I was relating earlier, too. I just don't like it when I get to the. Like two thirds or three fourths of the way through a book, and then I don't end up finishing it. And later, come back to the book and, like, wait a minute, did I? I don't think I finished this. I missed some important stuff here at the end. I think that it, uh, my pile of books, just to come back to your question, so you don't think I'm avoiding or evading your (laughs) question. I know you keep track, you keep notes of these things. I do.
1: I I know Daniel has a pile of books because you, Mm -hmm. I, I, I recently bought a book you recommend it, so I know you have books. So, yes.
2: Which, by the way, it's a great book. We'll have to talk about that book. What was the,
1: the name of it again? The Tibetan Yoga. Tibetan
2: Yogas of Sleep and Dream.
1: Yes, yes. My cousin was actually, she's seen it. She was like, oh, I want to borrow that. I was like, let me read a little bit of it first. And I didn't say all of it. I said, let me read a little bit of it first, and then I can let you borrow it. Yeah.
2: Well, I do have the, the, uh, some books that I have not finished and I have a number of books that I have purchased and haven't fin- haven't read, haven't generally started reading. I think it has to do with that um, wanting to sample new things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you go to you go to a wine tasting and they have like a little wine sampler, or they have just a little. You have a little bit of sample of each thing. Mm-hmm. And I know when I used to go to the bookstores, it was a great thing when there used to be bookstores to get a little pile of books from off the shelves and then get yourself a coffee at the little coffee shop inside the bookstore and sit and just kind of skim through that and sample the things. So I think that's part of what goes into it. But I think there's another part that, in my mind, it's not having the discipline to lock onto one thing, get all the way through it, finish it, and then move on to the next thing. I know there have been periods in my life when I was able to do that. And I, it was a great feeling. It was a really cool thing to do. What I'm working to do now is to go back through books that I have started but didn't finish, and just stay on that book and get that.
0: Just too much uh, in our plate to do for me is like that because, as you mentioned, Dan, in the past, I used to really read the books deeply. And walk through in my head as I'm reading every line of it and not only finish it, but also reflect on it, internalize it. Um, and it was just so important that when I was reading a book, I wanted to understand it, I wanted to reflect on it. But I guess too much in our play doesn't let doesn't allow that anymore. And um, when I compare this, because your personality is your personality, unless there are different um, situations or circumstances because sometimes, uh, as I shared at the beginning, uh, sometimes you feel like, why am I doing this? Three, 40, 50 pages, or as you said, two-third of it. So you get the gist of it and then you go to another book because you feel like, what if I don't have time to start on on some books that I really want to get to them rather than finishing this? I guess it's just, first of all, too many options too many books too many great books that you want to have at least glimpse of it you talk to friends you read on news you listen to uh, media and you wanted to have it so you order and then all of a sudden you realize when do I get to do that so I better start something from this book and then go to another and um, I know that when you have uh, time and you really get into reading it all the way through, it's a different feeling and different, um, you know, just, you just feel like, okay, you know, everything about this, you read the end of it. Um, but I haven't been doing that lately. And I, um, you know, so many books, as you said, Alex is sitting on my, um, um, library, and um, so many books that I have read halfway through. And, and I just always wanted to get to it. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, and I'm wondering, too, as we're talking about this, it, it reminds me of this idea of like the, the busyness of our life, and how we take the time to do those things that we enjoy. And I was thinking, I often view reading as a treat, it's something like a reward for doing all the things that I need to do and I'm supposed to do. And so I think what happens is because of that one, and I, and I always blame grad school for this. Like I, I have this internalized sense of guilt that there's more that I need to be doing or should be doing. And so, which I, I, I feel like I kind of had before I was in in college and school definitely way worse after that. There's always something I think grad school taught me, like there's always something you could be reading or learning or doing uh, as far as like professionally. So to read for pleasure feels like, well, I need to get X amount of things done. So I tend to have a, a list, a running list in my mind, and sometimes even written of things that I need to do in order to give myself a treat. And it's it's interesting, like, interesting as I'm reflecting on this I often will tell patients something very different, like you have to have a balance where, yes, there's things that you need to get done, but then also you want to be able to reward yourself. And I'm thinking we might all maybe struggle with that <laughs> as we're talking about this now out loud. We all maybe struggle with that. I'm, I'm definitely recognizing I do. I, I I want to do those things, but it feels like I need to earn it where I'm maybe not giving myself enough credit for the things that I am doing and I am working on and striving towards. And so uh, I'm pretty, you know, as far as self-discipline, I think I'm okay. I I usually complete the things that I need to. But then after that, just as in life, there's errands or chores or other things that need to happen. And so it's like, okay, that, that window of giving to myself sometimes gets smaller and smaller.
0: Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, uh, Alex, you mentioned something about professional uh, reading and professional work. I personally, most of the time I'm reading about our profession Mm -hmm. and most of the time you just feel like, you know, you have read so much just want to rest from reading. You know, I think uh, lately that's my problem that I I read so much about the field of psychology and every day something new comes up. I go to APA, um, the articles or books or interviews, and you just... Go through so many of them, um, you know, and then by the time you want to read for pleasure, you're either tired or your eyes are tired, um, you know, so that's part of the issue, you know, because all my profession life, I've been really reading about the profession you have, about the leadership, about, um, you know, education, um, and now the field of psychology. And there's always so much about those that you don't want to miss.
1: Yeah, I've I never read as much as I did in my life up until um, being in school. Uh, and so, and I think, you know, maybe for individuals who Maybe you know reading isn't a huge part of their job or their career. Maybe can see reading as maybe more more fun or leisurely. Uh, but also too, it's one of those activities that a lot of people just say, "I'm I'm really not into reading." Um, and so even if it's like watching television or, s- or some other interest or hobby, um, it's definitely I think you know trying to find a balance where it's not just the thing you do. I feel like that's the tricky piece with like television or those things that are a little more passive in that way. Cause the reading, you have to pay attention a little bit more. I, I watch TV a lot. So I'll have it on the background. I'm not really paying attention, but with the reading, you know, it's, it's a little bit more of a mental kind of focus and energy you need to have.
0: Well, um, We want to give a break and come back to continue our conversation. I want to say some words in Farsi. And before to do that, I would like to mention to our listeners that our podcasts are um, uh, in YouTube uh, and you search uh, even in Google. You can find us under culture and psychology. Uh, We have probably about... 150 so far, maybe, uh, podcasts that every week uh, we have taped and Radio Dot has uh, put it on air. So we are happy that um, after a year and a half, every week we have two programs that um, we sit together and we discuss some of the psychological issues uh, as well as some current event. Uh, so please, if you listen to us, uh, on Saturdays and Sundays at 12 to 1, you can listen to our program from Radio Bomb. dot uh, with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandradi. Uh, and I want to say some words in Farsi. Uh, ما های شنبه و یک شنبه از رادیو بام داد ساعت 12 تا یک بعد از ظهر برنامه داریم برنامهمون در مورد موضوعات روز یا موضوعات روانشناسی هستش و خواهش میکنم اگه کسانی هستن که از برنامه‌ی ما استفاده میکنن ازشون دعوت کنی به برنامه‌ی ما توجه کنن ما یک بریک کوتاه میدیم برمیگردیم دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم We are back with Dr. Alexandrati and Dr. Daniel Rockers. Uh, this is Saide Malikapsali speaking. Uh, you are listening to Radio Banda um, under Culture and Psychology. Uh, if you didn't listen to us um, before, uh, the first part of our conversation was um, regarding the busy life each one of us have and the lack of time for doing pleasurable things that we love to do. On top of that, those that they love to read, Um, we were talking about how many books we have sitting on our desk, on our uh, dining table, or in our library waiting for us to pick it up and read. But because we are so busy, um, we haven't gone into them, or um, sometimes we just read pages and we put it away. Uh, That's uh, the gist of what we've been talking about.
1: I wanted to come back to the question I asked earlier for for maybe all of us, that idea of how do you just pull the trigger? I I sometimes will have individuals who say, like, how do you just do all those things that you say you want to do? And I find myself too surprised by finishing things uh, (laughs) or even starting the things that I want to do. For example, I recently got back into golf and it's one of those things where going to the driving range and, you know, even getting my golf clubs out of like storage, putting them in my car, planning a time to wake up and go and do that, you know, wearing certain clothing uh, and certain shoes to go do that. Like, normally, it's a great idea that I have that I don't get around to. But strangely, like I was able to do it. And I was pretty consistent with it. Um, I didn't go this last weekend, but I definitely plan to go this week. Uh, but yeah, I guess for you guys, is there something that you Find yourself saying or doing that allows you to just act on that thing that you're wanting to eventually get around to. I think you mentioned that phrase earlier, Daniel, too. That list of uh, things in our mind of when I get around to it. What what helps us get around to it, or what do you guys find gets you to it? Sorry,
2: Dave. I can't wait to hear your answer.
0: I was just gonna go back to what Alex said. Alex, the reason you started the golf. Is because Dan was talking about it and we a couple of times I started to talk about that. Maybe that was the trigger, you know, talking about it, you know, discussing it. Uh, I think that might have helped you to start the golf.
1: You know what, now that you say that, I find if I say something to other people that I want to start that, I'm going to do that. That helps me keep to that. Because I know in a supportive way, people are going to ask, hey, did you do that thing? And I'm like, oh, crap, I did say I was going to do that, right? And so (laughs) it just makes me kind of that that encouragement, that support. I find I kind of jokingly say, first, I think about it. Then I say it to others. And then I find myself doing it. And and that works for me. It it may be, you know, uh, there's a different process for you guys. Do you just do it? Do you not want to tell anybody about it? Um, Do you maybe tell one person about it? Uh, you know, thank you, Saya. That actually really helps me to understand how I pull the trigger for myself. So I appreciate that. Well, so I-, th- I th-
2: Oh, sorry, please. Oh, go ahead. I think that it is about motivation. It's self-motivation. A lot of times I'll ask my clients, well, how do you motivate yourself? Do you know how you motivate yourself? And most people do not have an answer for that. A good, I think a great example is if we are, uh, need to buy a car how do people do that? And the car salespeople know this, but if you look at the, the procedure, what happens is we might start talking about it to someone. We might look in uh, magazines or online, then we might notice them out on the road Then we might go to the car dealership and actually test drive or look at them, talk to people. But there is a, uh, a motivational aspect that builds up as we go through each of those steps. What I realized for myself is the way that I motivate is a lot of times looking at pictures or images you know, looking at magazines is a great way for me to motivate. So if I wanted to get started back into running again, at some point, I know that if I would buy one or two running magazines, or begin to look online at some websites about running, and it gets into my thinking, and it moves me closer, and I begin to develop that motivation or that energy towards doing it. So Alex, for you, it sounds like, saying it and we know this from psychology right public proclamations of things motivate us to follow through on things this is why when people get married there's it's a public declaration right <laughs> say it in front of a lot of people uh-huh. yeah, but so it's a public declaration of it an example from my own history this is a little more than 10 years ago when i was applying for some office in our psychological association or it was for a different thing, but it was right around the same time. And I wrote up my application for it. And they said, Dr. Rockers is known as an idea generator and a change agent. And what I found, and I, I really I think I deal a lot in ideas anyway, but what I found after I wrote that and read it and sent it in as an application. I started doing even more things that were idea generator and change agent types of action. It really helped boost me. It really supercharged what I was doing. It was very cool. So I think it's in the same line as for you, Alex, saying it out loud, writing it, submitting it in some way. For me, that's how I can get myself motivated. One other quick thing before I uh, let go of this topic is if you're not doing something, cut the step size down to something you will do mm-hmm. that's a key element and it's very simple but people will miss this all the time like when i was in this building this fancy building downtown i had my office down there on capitol mall there was a workout club on the sixth floor and I was in that building for two years and had never visited it. And in my mind, I was so intimidated. I was, ah, there's all these people working out and all these muscle-bound people. And they were wearing all the right clothes and all that stuff. And I wouldn't, didn't go. And I, it was on my mind. And finally, I said, okay, today, I'm going to go down there. And I'm just going to use my card and open the door and look in. That's enough. That's enough of a step. And that began a process where each day I did a little bit more. And before you know it, I was doing these big
1: workouts down there. So it was a way of how do I get going on it? Uh, now it was the same way with the, the golf thing. Like I put the, I got the clubs out. I put them in the trunk. You know, I didn't go that same day, but it was like, all right, they're there. That's one step. All right, got them out. That's one step. I put them in the trunk. That's one step. Figuring out what shoes to wear. That was another step. So yeah, I find that that can be helpful. Yeah.
0: I think it's uh, as I was listening to Dan or uh, Alex, you were talking about um, mentioning it to a friend or saying you want to do it. And for Dan talking about writing those, um, you know, quality of you when you were running for the office, I think it's just integrity that you want to keep your word. You want to say, I am what I say I am. And I think this is really important when you mention that it's just being true to yourself. You were practicing and you wanted to show this is who you are. I'm not just writing it for you, but I guess um, it takes a lot of, I think, um, responsibility. You, uh, You know what I mean? It's like, I'm responsible for what I say. I am what I say I am. And I think this is why when we say something, we want to stand on it. And I think that is part of that. And for Alex, when you say you want to say it to a friend, you want to keep your words, you know? So you want to say, if I say it, I want to do it. And I was just thinking about myself. And for me, Um, I guess it's the same thing because of that responsibility of saying what you want to do. I am very hesitant to say what I want to do to anybody because I don't want to start. And then people start asking, so what what are you doing with that? That's why I only try it um, inside. So it's like the motivation for me is seeing myself at the end. So, for example, if I want to um, play guitar, I start going on YouTube, um, um, self-teach myself, and then I start working on it, and I feel like, okay, I'm sitting in a group, and I'm playing. I see myself as a result of what I'm doing, and that motivates me. It's like if I'm thinking what a hard job it is to get to all this that you need to know, It's not as much encouraging as you see the end. And I remember when I was at school, what I was always telling the kids was, imagine yourself walking on the stage, getting your diploma, and taking a picture. And and maybe it's because I'm the same way. I want to think about the result and the end, and that motivates me
2: car salesmen do this exact thing sounds like i'm bagging on car salesmen and or or they're
1: ahead of the game yeah
2: (laughs) and i well i think i am bagging on car salesmen but they are i think they are ahead of the game in terms of sales because they will say and that's such a broad generalization which i don't like but they will say when you're taking the test drive hey how will this look when you pull up into your drive they get you to envision the finished goal. You're done. How is this going to feel when you pull this into your garage? It's going to feel so great. It's going to be cool. You're going to love it. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Picture the finished product. He's very motivating.
1: I think- well, I I, I want to say real quick, I want to uh, uh, kind of uplift uh, therapists and psychologists. We sometimes will say to patients, you know, what will it look like? What would your day look like? What would it feel like if you were feeling better or you weren't so bogged down by these things that are impacting you and having a person kind of describe maybe some of the things that their day would consist of, or those things that they've always wanted to do that are they're held up because of some of the challenges or difficulties. And so similarly, I find for patients that can be really helpful for them to visualize what that will look like feeling better um, and what activities they'll even be doing. So that way, maybe you can start, they could start to do some of those activities and then find that they feel better uh, following or while doing those things. So car salesmen alone don't have, uh, you know, the the market cornered in that way, Daniel.
2: Wait, what?
0: Uh, Alex as uh, you were talking about this I was just um, wanted to say the same thing we always ask people who come to us when was the time you didn't have this feeling or this issue or when was the time that everything was good in order to find out what would be the goal of our conversation and treatment but also a full solution focus is all about that you know so you basically um You ask, and even you ask yourself, when was the time I was just happy with what I was doing? And then you go back to that, and then you realize, oh, you had time for vacation, you had time for reading books, you were doing this, and then you go, okay, I need to add that to my schedule. So we often forget about that, that we need to go back and ask ourselves a question of um, what was the time? In my life, then I felt I am satisfied with what I'm doing. I am content with what I'm doing. And then you just realize, okay, you had maybe more time for yourself. So maybe you're doing too much. So I just wanted um, our listeners, if they're listening to us and they're wondering, uh, you know, what they want to do, just go through the list of things that you wanted to do in the past. You didn't get to them. Or there was a time that you were so content and happy. What was that like? You know, make a list and then start uh, doing those.
1: I have a question for Daniel. Okay, go for it. Uh, yeah. I, I, is being a car salesman one of the things you're eventually going to get around to? Because I, I kind of, I, I hear, I hear a, a common theme today in, uh, <laughs> in our conversation. Nice try. Al. <laughs> I think I said earlier I was bagging on cars. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I'm that, hearing I'm hearing some uh, uh, some respect some admiration of them actually. So
2: okay, um, yeah. it's
0: this is look
2: I can respect some of the things of these some people that I resent like a car salesman like being taken advantage of by a car salesman, but I have to respect the uh, psychology that they use. Yeah, being a yeah. psychologist. So <laughs> the answer to your question is, well, I can't predict the future, but I don't think I'm going to
1: become, yeah, I ever. hope I don't become. A <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I wanted to see how you did with that question. But no, my real question for, for both of us or all of us was, do you think there should be like more that we want to do than we actually have time for? Or is that like setting ourselves up just for like stress or disappointment? Because sometimes I kind of think like, we should have more that we aspire to. Like I should want to read a lot or, you know, exercise more or eat healthier. Like we should always be trying to strive for that more versus being like, you know what, I'm going to eat healthy enough. Or, you know what, I'm only going to read one book. You know, uh, is there a preferred way or like, do you think we should be striving for more? What do you guys take on that?
0: I would say go slowly and like when you said, just read a book, maybe a month, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So you're not pressuring yourself that I have all these books sitting there. So you feel like you have time to finish one book. And imagine even if within a year, if you're a reader and you really want to read all your books, you can read 12 books per month, I mean, per year. And that's, that's good enough. I mean, I'm thinking, oh, I have to finish this book by this week because I want to get to another one. And I think that is when you get the stress. But if you think you have a month, you know, every day, if you read 20 pages, uh, within a month, you usually get to finish. I guess the problem is that we don't break it down into pieces. And that's why we feel overwhelmed. And, and um, if our listeners are listening to us, I'm sure many of us are guilty of that because we want to do it right away. We want to get get it done right away. But, um, you know, in everything we do, if we take time, I'm so guilty of that myself. Don't think um, if I'm saying it, I'm doing it. But I'm just saying as we are conversing, I'm thinking I have to do it myself. I have to break it down in order to feel better so that I can get to all the things I want to do.
2: Break it down. I think that it depends on one's motivation, Alex. I think that's, a to me, that's the key element. If we stay with the example of reading books, why do, why do you want to read books? Sometimes we can be doing reading as a distraction from getting on with life. Sometimes we want to read books just because, I don't know, there might be some greed motivation. Sometimes it might be a learning motivation. Sometimes it might be a recreational motivation. So why do you want to read books and what's it going to get for you? So I think if you look at your motivation, that's a key element there. I think it's good to always have aspirations. I'm very big on setting goals and doing that. So I think having aspirations is good. I think one of the keys to getting the stuff done is having a regular time where you sit down and devote a little bit of time to doing it. I know when I was in graduate school, I did this regularly from 5 to 5.30. I would sit and read and it could not, my own personal rule was it had to be some fiction, some sort of a story. It couldn't be any like factual or psychological stuff. And when I got in the groove of that, that was such a great break for me every day. And I actually went through quite a few books, but I was very disciplined about, I would start at five and by 5.30, at 5.30 that book was either already closed or I closed it outright at 5.30 and move on to the next thing. Because I needed to be disciplined to get through all the reading for graduate school and homework, things like that. But a regular, you know, that's such a key for all of our lives for one's life is doing things on a regular basis in a regular methodical way.
1: Yeah, I feel like that could really help a lot of times too. Uh, It reminds me one of the things I've recently started doing is, and it's something again, I've uh, talked with patients about, but haven't practiced myself, Is even uh, adding to my calendar those positive things. So those good things that I've done. So for example, like exercising, I would never put that in my calendar either before or after I did it. Um, but one of the things I've started to do is put it in my calendar after the fact and be like, okay, let me acknowledge that. Uh, so that way I can feel like, oh, I can go back and I can look and see I accomplished that. I did that. And so, yeah, I think in just marking those things that we're striving for can be really helpful, really important.
2: The other, other thing along those lines is being able to see one's own progress in something. So I'm like you with the exercising. I started doing a thing where I would each morning, as soon as I get up, I do certain stretches and it's not like such a big deal, but what I've been able to detect is the change in how more flexible I've become. And I can watch that. And for me, that's motivating when I see, oh yeah, I am making change here. I can keep doing this. I can do a little bit more next week and keep doing it that way.
0: Yeah, and it gives you, um, you know, sort of sense of um, achievement, you know, within yes. positively. You know, I think this is really important, and also, uh, sort of confidence um, that you know you are able to finish what you want to do, or you're you are confident that, hey, I'm progressing. And um, I was just thinking sometimes uh, in the world of um, pro- work. Some people are afraid, uh, you know, of finishing a task because they're worried that how they're going to complete their work and to be judged or evaluated. And I think that fear sometimes also is, um, you know, keeping you from finishing something that you want to do. But definitely as a personal, um, you know, experience, I feel like That sense of achievement, it's very positive within you when you finish your task. I've
2: had some clients say that in the past that they don't set goals because they don't want to be disappointed. Have you guys had that experience? Yeah, I've heard that
1: from people as well. Mm -hmm. Then, I mean, you can't measure like we're talking about. You can't measure progress. You can't kind of uh, develop a plan stepwise. I think people who say that do but don't even want to acknowledge it in themselves. There is a thing they want or a thing they want to strive towards, but it's almost like, well, if I don't say it out loud, or if I don't commit to it, then I can't be disappointed. But uh, I find that that that's a, (laughs) it's one of those, those ways that we're kind of tricking ourselves into not feeling as disappointed as we anticipate. But I think you still feel a little disappointed.
0: We are at a time for the next break. Um, our listeners, if you are listening to us, we are speaking from Radio dot on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1, our program under Culture and Psychology airs. And also, you can listen to our podcast from YouTube or from um, iTunes, Google. You can search us uh, uh, under our name, Culture and Psychology. Uh, and also, if there is anyone that you know that may... Um, benefit from our conversation, please ask them to listen to us on Saturday and Sundays at 12 to 1. Uh, We are going to come back and continue our program. But before that, I want to say some words in Farsi. شنوندگان عزیزه رادیو بامداد اگه صدای ما رو از رادیو بامداد میشنویم به زبان انگلیسی ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه با دکتر الکساندراده، دکتر دنیل راکرز در رادیو بامداد صحبتهای روانشناسی و موضوعات روز رو میکنیم و خواهش میکنم اگر که پیامی دارین که ترجیح میدین ما بشنویم به رادیو بامداد نامه بنویسین و به ما بگین که چه صحبت هایی براتون جالب تره یا دوست داریم بشنویم و ما خوشحال میشیم ما میخواییم یک بریک کوتاه بدیم و برگردیم دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه بدیم تا کنون راجع به مشغله زیاد و نرسیدن به انجام کارامون صحبت میکردیم و چراهاش و برمیگردیم قسمت پایانی برنامهمون رو ادامه میدیم We're back with Dr. Alex and Dr. Daniel Rockers. This is Saeeda Malik-Absali speaking. Uh, we talked about the busy life we each have. And sometimes we don't, but we still don't get to things that we want to do. Uh, in the first two parts of our conversation, we were discussing different ways we can improve um, our uh, procrastination or not doing what we want to do. And this is the last part of our conversation. And I was just wondering if um, setting a deadline and uh, you know planning what needs to be done um, would be, um, you know, handling um, what, I, what we are um, talking about better in regards to uh, doing a task in front of us. Um, because when we do have a deadline, if it's a project, we usually get to do it and finish it. So I was wondering in other things, would deadline um, help? Um, and I was just thinking, do we need to have a deadline for ourselves so we commit ourselves
2: I think it depends on what motivates you. It's that to me, it's that same question for some people having a deadline really does motivate them. And I think that from my perspective, that can be helpful too. I like the idea though, a little more of pull motivation as opposed to push motivation, push motivation is somebody's pushing me or something is pushing me to do it. And then, and I'm trying to get away from that. Whereas a pull motivation is I'm pulled towards the thing the thing is positive and I'm pulled towards it because it gives me good feeling. So I'm pulled towards completion because I can't wait to see how it's going to feel and look when it's done. So I like to pull motivation a little more, but I think setting a deadline is good if that's how, what works.
1: Yeah. I kind of think uh, along the lines of like a time frame. Uh, so especially when it comes to something that's meant to be enjoyable or pleasurable, where it's not like, you know, five o'clock, I need to do this by five o'clock on Sunday instead being like, okay, this weekend, I'm wanting to, you know, read for 15 minutes. And so trying to kind of have that in your mind of where could that fit? And again, the idea too, maybe like 15 minutes, something small versus this idea of like, well, I need to be reading an hour every day or something like that. That might be too big, but it's like, okay, let me see what this is for me by having this time frame where there's a little less pressure, a little less stress. Uh, I, I think people associate deadlines with like work, and and sometimes like these expectations, these external expectations, or Daniel, like you were saying, that push in that way. And so, for those pleasurable things, I usually encourage people think about one thing you can do this weekend, or one thing that you know you can start, or even try to start, and see what that's like. I'm a big advocate of kind of that feedback uh, loop in regards to trying to start new things you know, say, oh, well, I got the book out and, you know, I sat there and I kind of couldn't pay attention. It's like, all right, well, where are you at? What was going on? And people may not always realize all the factors uh, such as the barriers or obstacles that, that maybe hinder them in ways that they don't realize. Uh, I think in this time of people working uh, from home, a lot of times they're finding that, you know, home feels like work, And so even to like get outside and do some of these things, like to sit outside and to read a book uh, feels very different than being at their desk uh, where they work and then trying to do something like that. Like it's probably going to feel like work because that's what you're doing in that space. So it's important to be aware of even environmental things, time frame sometimes people are like, oh yeah, you know, in the morning I'm feeling more energized. And so it's like, okay, well, given maybe the focus that, you know, reading is needing or the hobby that you're interested is needing, maybe that's a good time to do it. Where Daniel gave the example a minute ago, like at 5.30, maybe that's something that's a little more calming or relaxing, or, or maybe it almost sounded like that was like in the middle of his day. Um, and so that can be like a break until you kind of continue those next things. So yeah, kind of learning what could maybe work for you is part of it versus just knowing that that's what is going to work for you
0: yeah and that's true each of us uh, have a different way of uh, doing things or reminding ourselves or motivating ourselves Uh, i always take a list of things i need to do for the week And it's just a good reminder that I have to call, uh, you know, this organization for this reason. And I have to, for example, read 20 pages of this for the reason that, for example, I need to see a patient or I need to, um, for example, um, just uh, do exercise uh, just because I need to. I mean, for me, it's always a good reminder when I see it. So I'm very visual. And when I see it, I feel like, okay, I need to take care of it. I need to do it. So each of us are different, you know? And um, as going back to beginning of our conversation, um, I usually don't talk about things I want to do because I want to be holding my words. So if I say, for example, now I'm going to go to gym regularly, but I know if I say that and I can't continue, Um, soon it's going to be cold or rainy or whatever. And then um, I have experienced that. And I know that sometimes it doesn't work. You know, I have to promise to myself rather than to anybody else. So as I said, we each are uh, operating differently, but um, I have to just start thinking to be more selective of things I want to do and list it and see which ones I can start with that is easier and it's doable and it doesn't really put any extra uh, amount of changing and moving things around for being able to do it. Um, For example, going back to reading, um, I just love reading poetry because poetry for me is like giving a break to myself and uh, meditating. So for example, with that, um, I can do it before going to bed. I can do it between sessions and works. And um, so it's just different for everybody. And some people I know, they don't like poetry, and they always say they don't understand it. They need someone to explain it to them. They love to know, they love to learn to read and uh, enjoy poetry. They love to listen to it when someone talks about it. They have a hard time themselves to read it, understand it. They get tired because they don't know what the message is.
1: What is the message?
0: Well, depending on what poem you are reading.
1: <laughs> the message of all poetry is to buy a car, you must see a car salesman. You need to That's become that. a car salesman. <laughs> <That's>,
2: I, think, <laughs> I think what you are doing is really projection and that you were you want to become a car salesman, but you're accusing <laughs> you me Oh, a, man. Oh, we're going to get
1: a whole other topic now. Guys, yeah.
0: imagine a psychologist become a car sales person. There's no way in the world I can even think of that. Have you, you think, ever seen anybody?
2: Well, hey, my question is this Do you think it would be unethical for a psychologist to become a car salesman? Like they might use all these
1: manipulation tactics. I love how we veered off so far from where we started. But yes, I think it would be. It reminds me, I had a colleague one time and she said, oh, I used my psychology for evil. And I was like, what? And she was just like, yeah, I I asked somebody kind of leading questions. And I was like, I don't think that's using psychology for evil. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, probably having some tactics uh, and strategies. But yeah, I, I, I think that's one of the the problems with the, the stigma stereotype of psychology. Like we're, we're working it against you versus, versus actually we're, we're just trying to help you. We're not trying to, yeah, we're not trying to trick you or make you into somebody different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's that it's manipulation.
2: I want to jump back to, since we were scolded by Alex, I want to get back on track here. What two motivational ways One, here's a a very important concept that I think gets missed all the time. We don't start things because it's the idea that it's going to take this some big amount of time. And the reality is there is a lot you can do in like five minutes or two minutes. You can really do quite a bit. I mean, you can start a page on a book. You can start some project. And I really believe in that adage, well begun is half done. If you start something, then it is called the Zygarnik effect. You guys remember the Zygarnik effect? It's that feeling of I want to. It's a compulsion to closure. I want to get some this thing completed, or I want to get this piece done. So if we get started on it, well begun is half done. If we get started on it, then we're likely to continue on through that. And we can do a lot of stuff in a couple minutes or five minutes.
0: I agree, Dan. Um, I mean, um, I was thinking when you're waiting, um, that time seems like it never ends. Like six minutes, seven minutes seems like a long time. And I have tried this before some of the meetings or before Time that you need to be somewhere six seven minutes seems a long time waiting and that you know really you can just do something and and part of thing that you want to do within those seven eight minutes it's just our mind that uh, it doesn't um, you know we're not really um, used to or train ourselves that every time that, um, is there. If you want to do something still, you can, as you said, you can begin, you can start. Um, so yeah, it's, it's amazing when you are waiting for something, then you realize the time, how, um, time you have, how much you can do. Um,
2: speaking
0: of time. yeah. Speaking of time, we are, uh, at the end of our conversation, Like always, when we get together and we start talking, there's so much always to share and talk. So with that, um, I want to do our last part uh, as our ritual. So we each say um, a statement or something about uh, ending part of our conversation. So do you want to start, Dr. Rockers?
2: I would love to start. I've already kind of given away my thing, though. Well begun is half done. Just get some little start on the thing. We'll start on the project. Let's see, before next session, I'm going to start on this glider kit that I got a few months ago. So oh, I'll, I'll report back in on the next session. Next week mm-hmm. session,
1: not tomorrow. Oh man, I I love it. We're going to hold each other a little accountable. We're going to put yeah. it out there. So yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, I, I think along those lines, I want to encourage uh, individuals to just, yeah, think, I, I think back to the question i asked as far as if we should have more that we're striving for i think it's great to have things on your plate but also that idea of just kind of saying how does this fit in my life how does this fit in my schedule and it does take sometimes some maneuvering but when it comes to these positive things too give yourself a bit of a range so i encourage usually what i encourage individuals is within this week try it for 15 minutes see what it's like even if you got to set a timer even if you got to put it in your calendar see when you could maybe fit that into your schedule and see what that's like. Uh, I think the thing that I'm gonna work on between now and next time, I've been wanting to uh, draw, finish some drawings um, that uh, I've uh, been excited to uh, kind of produce and share. So I'm gonna, uh, my goal is to work on at least one of the two. So that's uh, what I'll work on. Are these
2: cartoon drawings or comic type thing there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say too much because uh, again, okay, I don't sorry. want to put, I don't want to put too much on it, but I, I do have a, it ties to a bigger goal of mine. It's like a four pane, uh, little comic uh, series related to psychology. So um, I'm hoping to do something with it. I've been thinking about it for some time. I'm saying it out loud. Actually this last weekend I was saying it out loud. I'm saying it out loud now again to you guys. And I'm going to work on at least one of them. So that's that's where I'll start. Excellent,
0: Alex. It's going to be awesome. I mean, come with me and encourage you. I'm serious. You have to publish it, and and you have to really do this. That would be awesome.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I'll definitely keep you posted.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're going to encourage you because this is awesome. Um, for the last part of our conversation, I would like to say that. Um, You know, look at your priorities. If you say you don't have time, uh, I was just internalizing what we were saying so far, and I thought it's all about how we see our priorities. And if we want to do something, um, we need to just put those uh, in the list of our priorities to do otherwise it's not going to get done at least um, i'm talking from my experience and the way i look at it so when we say i don't have time uh, seriously um, we all have the same amount of time Um, so it's just how we see things um, and we know that each of us are different from the other and some people get to do things um and and it's just a habit of making sure you get to things you want but for me is putting things in my priority to be able to do it so just be selective and create a list um and and start from there or someone like alex you just um put the Um, items that you need to start with in front of you or put it in the car. If it's golf, if it's other games that you want to play, or if it's just like healthy eating, uh, go shopping and put all the healthy stuff in your cupboard and take all the unhealthy stuff out. So start from somewhere. And with that, uh, I want to say thanks to my colleagues, Dr. Alexandra and Dr. Daniel Rockers. And we come back tomorrow to talk about another topic. With that, we wish you a great Saturday. ke khu hai ammo sh kya s na sh kya s na bavarkun dastam na awaz she
1: یک قصیده خواهش است
0: بس واسه یه عاشق شدم التهاب لحظه خام حسرت فریاد کردن اسم کسی با صدامه اسم تو هر اسمی که هست مثل قزم چه عاشقانه گربه سقسه مثل صفه مثل قربه so da ne bo var das sind unter gergen wo war kun immer wo war
1: kun kann man beinsondere
0: wo war kun